Game Boys. Hey there, Internet. Welcome to the Game Boys Podcast. My name is Lux, and joining me as always, he's surging in the polls despite his despicable supporters. It's Griffin Davis. Yeah, you know, guy, I'm sorry. I got to speak out about my supporters. Um, Just awful, awful people. It's bad. They're mainly mobile gamers. (laughs) They're not even real gamers. And I have to disavow um, their disgusting views. Uh, about uh, the importance of bejeweled games and um, endless runners. We have to stop. We have to stop this. We have to come together uh, and we have to support microtransactions. Griffin Davis, 2020, stop the madness. Everyone's, stop. everyone's clapping. It's very good. Um, no how's it malarkey, going, bud? Yes, microtransactions. That's the wow, second part of the no malarkey bus. Yeah, this is a political podcast. You asked before. Good. Yeah, no, yeah. I was ready for that. Yeah. Okay. Do you, you got some takes? Uh, we'll see Gabbard. <laughs> yeah, honestly, uh, Let's go. you know she's uh, running, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit behind the pack, but I believe in her. I believe in her too. She's um, I I would say she she reminds me a lot of uh, Samus mm-hmm. if you took the helmet off. Yeah, she's right. a real zero. She's, she's, <laughs> she's a real well, zero suit she's Samus a woman, type. But then she's, uh, she seems like she's um, sort of like a space warrior from another yeah, time. Yeah, she could yeah, like. I she, think she, she could hunt a Metroid. She is from another time. She's a time traveler. For She's sure. a time traveler. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, a real classic spin on the old time traveler's wife. Um, <laughs> that's for the people in the audience who read books or saw that really bad George Clooney adaptation. Isn't that that uh, Nicholas Sparks book? I don't yeah. Think, yeah. Did he, he the time traveler's wife? I think he did. Hell yeah. Who's in that? Rachel McAdams. Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe so. And I think Dude, George, she's great. Yeah, she is good. She's good. Uh, Canadian. Hey, you know, there's gonna be a lot of time travel on this episode, uh, folks. We love to live, die, repeat. Mm. We we mm. do. All you need is kill. The original yeah. title of that manga. <laughs> 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 um, well, uh, that sultry voice you're hearing—it's a familiar voice. It's a returning member of the canon. Uh, welcome back to Game Boys, Michael Gabriel. Hey, yes, Yo. yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, just, now, I started clapping for myself. I don't know. No, we're, I think we're kind of as indie comedians. We're used to that, right? Now, you know, now an official started. Now an official two-time champion. There you a go. Two-time uh, champion. Congratulations. Wow. Really happy to be back. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm really excited to uh, talk about this game. Yeah, the game is great. Um, I haven't beaten it yet, but it was awesome uh, and difficult. And I'm excited to talk about it too. But first, we're going to ask you a question that we always ask. What have you been playing this week? And if you haven't been playing any games, you know, uh, you know, you can you can turn this into a political podcast. Um, you can turn this into a... I have not been playing... Oh, uh, let me. Oh, can it can it be within oh, oh, two wait. weeks? Yeah, you can be. Yeah, two, sure. You can, you can stretch okay. the limits. Two week timeline. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. Oh, that's so a fun one. Some of you guys talked about on a premiere game. Yeah. We, uh, I don't even draw a whole episode. We've had a lot of guests come on where they say we're playing Horizon Zero Dawn. We talk about how cool it is for like three minutes, but I don't think we've done like right. a full a full and app. So yeah, it's when you're fighting one of those robot dinosaurs, it's just pretty unbelievable oh it's it's exhilarating yeah. uh and and i don't want to talk about it too much but i think that there are some uh uh corollaries is that the right word oh so, yeah uh similarities between the, not me big between pa- the two big games. parallels big parallels yeah. with the two games i can elaborate that on that on that later yeah I, okay I, I but think it's it good yeah. but but it, uh, it's a premiere game yes yeah, yeah for sure you i know. got yeah. a a ps4 
uh, in December, which is the best time to get a PS4 about a year or five or six into the uh, yeah. the lifespan of, yeah. A, yeah. Uh, of a console. Uh, right before the PS5 comes out. Yes, yeah. exactly. You won't you won't be jealous of anything or anyone <laughs> very soon. No. no. Uh, yeah, you're perfectly uh, situated to get games that are developed for the PS5 that come out on the PS4 and don't work. So <laughs> that's that's like a sweet spot to be for sure. Best part. Best part. Uh, you know, uh, I, I feel a similar way about the Nintendo Switch Lite. Mm. Uh, it's just like you're so close to getting the actual system. Like, why compromise? It's uh, it's I don't know. so light. Oh, oh, okay. It's like well, actually like it weighs now, like nothing. It's now so how easy. much? How how much does your PS4 weigh? Because maybe he he got some new lightweight. It's PS4. also pretty light. Whoa. Okay. okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, I, I because I had a PS4 when it first came out and then I left mm-hmm. it in Ohio because I have like some self-control. I'm from Ohio originally. OK. And you uh, left it. Ohio. Left it. Yeah. Okay. One of the only U.S. states that doesn't share a letter with the word mackerel. Interesting. That's it's like you invented that fact. No, it's like fact. you you found that like you you I, like, wi- you I wish recognize that. I no wish. One else. Yeah, you're the first. So who did that? Like, I don't know. Someone just... on Twitter, I was contributing to a fun facts thread, and that wasn't my fun fact. I was someone else's, but I saw it and I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And then I checked it and I was like, holy shit. It's true. It checks out. I believe it. I believe it. But and it's also like. And I don't. <laughs> well, you're just a doubter, Griffin. You're just a real doubting Thomas. That's sort of your whole deal. So. Uh, well, that's incredible. Lex, what have you been playing this week? Um, me? I've been playing. Oh, God. Playing a lot of Blood Bowl, catching up on the season. That's been my big thing lately. And do you know what Blood Bowl is? I do not. Blood Bowl, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's football. It's like fantasy football in the most literal sense. It's like a tactics football game, but like mm-hmm. your players are like orcs and elves and goblins or whatever. I love that. It's fun. There is There used to be a cartoon show about that. Or uh, maybe it was just a video game. It was basically like monster football. Oh, monster mutant football, football on the on the Nintendo was a classic. Mutant ball or something like that. Mutant is football. That mutant football is awesome. I don't know if yeah, that's dude, the. That that's shit the is awesome. Wait, what is this called? This is called Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl. Yeah, specifically I, Blood you, Bowl. Have you drafted already? Like, is there a way? To can get you draft? Oh, the season. Into the, the season. Into the game? Re, we, <laughs> we reset. We reset our t- our group season every couple months. If you're into it, I'll message you because we always no. need an extra player too. Please let me know. Oh yeah, yeah. we'll do. Um, yeah. But also the other Lots thing that I've been playing. 2019. Uh, the other thing I'm playing a lot of is uh, I've gotten back into Hotline Miami. Hotline mm. Miami too. What is that? They're kind of like always... bo- kind of like synthwave bullet hell games. In yeah, a lot of ways, okay. and they're really fun and really cool. And it's just like I'm not good at it. In fact, I'll go one step further. I'm shitty at these games. <laughs> um, but it's really fun to just like give it a shot and take my best, take my best role at it, and get owned by drug dealers and and stab guys. Did you play Katana Zero? Uh, a little bit, but I'm also bad at that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is there only one difficulty setting on those? I think so. Uh, yeah, I see, can, that's what pisses me off. Maybe we can get into that later, too. But, you know, it's like uh, some of the 2D ones, like uh, people were raving about Celeste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Played that. Too tough. Too tough. I don't have enough time too tired. to just be like. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's too it's too tough. Yeah. It's too the tough. problem with me, and this Sometimes is more of a me problem than a game problem, tough. is that they're hard. And the whole thing is like mastering the finger movements and like timings to get those games down. And I can feel myself getting pretty good at them or like starting to learn how to do it. And then like some weird JRPG comes out and I'm just like, 
fuck it and just throw it in the garbage and then like do something else and when i come back to it it's like oh i suck at this game again uh-huh. yeah um, mm-hmm. that, that's a that's a personal failure uh, that's uh, on me though. and i always feel that way except about hollow knight uh hollow knight just had every little mixture of art and vibe that yeah. made me want to keep playing whereas some of these other games i'm like i'm tired of looking at you now like this is enough uh but hollow knight kept me through uh you know in terms of uh in ter- i haven't been necessarily playing something this week but i've been dealing with something and that's dragon ball z oh uh dragon oh. ball z kakarot are you, are you, did, uh, you get, did you get kakarot no i haven't because i know it's bad and i know it's a waste of money but damn it i want to play it so much yo me yeah i have the same problem i see it in the playstation store or whatever and i think this is the game for me. And then I think for it five is, seconds and no. I go, get it out of here. Get it, it out of my face. It's a weird sickness. Cause it's like, it's like the, seems like the perfect little nostalgia, like boost of happiness to like relive the whole series, Dragon Ball Z. But like every review is like, this game is so shitty. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, what if you're wrong? <laughs> yeah. They're like, we love how they added RPG elements, the thing everyone wanted, but then they got rid of all the stuff that was fun about these games. Oh man. And it's just uh, like, ugh. So, man, I'm right on the edge. Like, I cannot afford to buy a bad $60 video game right now. But there's this little sickness inside me, and it's calling to me. I have to fight it. Well, I mean, I may just make it a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, just like you know that it's going to be bad. Yeah. But there's something that mm-hmm. you're going to like about it. Yeah. And you just got to find that thing. Yeah. And then, you know. Get some more shifts at work. Yeah, to, there we go. You know, make yeah. up you wasting sixty dollars. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe I can do some side gigs. You just gotta to become make like sixty dollars. The world's greatest server. So everyone's tipping you like eighty percent on their bills. So people are just buying you games because of how good you did giving them their food. Well, that was what we've been playing this week, gentlemen. Let's get back to our favorite part of the episode. Welcome back to Toxic or Toxic. Uh, Michael, I think you played this the last time you were here. But just as a reminder, I'm going to say stuff that happened in video game news. And you're going to tell me from the gut if you feel it was toxic, mm-hmm. as in bad, right. incel, dark side of gaming culture, get it off my internet. Sure, sure. Or if it's toxic as in the britney spears song which is a hit a banger yeah okay. a slap and okay. a good thing okay. yes yeah, um so uh it's a really good song <laughs> um video game company urges players to avoid plague inc game for information on coronavirus um the sales of plague inc have gone through the roof since coronavirus uh Britney toxic. Yeah. I, I, you're saying, I, I actually almost want to do the same thing where I, I, I was like, huh, how fast is this going to spread? guess I got to go to that video game. I played. <laughs> I was thinking a little bit about pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's that, what I was that thinking. Board about. Game. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Oh, not that board game. There, I did play well, a video game. Pandemic is did. That, pandemic the had, there was a video game and then there was also a board game. Okay. Oh, there was okay. like a browser based video game, like, like a decade ago or something. And then mm-hmm. the okay. board game. I think, I think mm-hmm. that's what I played. Yeah. yeah. And the HBO miniseries. Um, I, I'm saying do to do too. Uh, it really goes to show that, yeah, um, you know, people search for the truth and, we're, and, and they're going to video games to find it. And that might be wrong, but it, it shows that we're winning the war if, on if culture. That's wrong. Griffin doesn't uh, want to be new right. story. Number two, the wait, Witcher. Wait, wait. Uh, one quick thing on that. 
I think that speaks to like how this game is so fuck you. Um, <laughs> I think this game that speaks to how this game is so premised on like how the headlines are written. Because if that headline had been gamers buy Corona or buy play gink to learn about the coronavirus, big toxic. But since it's a company being like, hey, guys, maybe educate yourselves with a book or something. It's like yeah. very or good. If the headline was gamers buy video game and gets coronavirus. Wow. <laughs> that, that is literal talk. That, oh, that yeah. is very yeah. toxic. <laughs> that's that's a bad look um, for us. <laughs> Everyone has to return their uh, their ring fit adventures that were spreading the coronavirus. <laughs> um, uh, it worked for a little bit. Uh, OK, uh, news story number two. The Witcher author has never played the game. Do, do, do. you feel good about that yeah no, i feel fine about I feel that fine. I feel- <laughs> honestly like this is uh i am like ever since the netflix witcher mm-hmm. like i am i'm selling that stock on witcher mm-hmm. uh it no. Oh, you're not saying bye bye bye. I bye bye. I'm saying you're saying bye bye bye. Oh, yeah, you're saying yeah. Yeah, sell, sell, right, you sell, sell high buy low. Which yeah. stock is up? I think the probably the I have not played the video game ver- version of The Witcher. I am aware that it has is incredibly well reviewed, and my take on it is that The Witcher video games are probably the best iteration of it. Mm-hmm. But it's also not canon from my understanding of it, right? Yeah, I mean it's different. It's different. It's different than the books. Like different than the books. Yeah, it diverges in a lot of meaningful ways. Especially because of all the choice shit in the games. That like you can do things in games that aren't in the books. Uh huh. But I don't like if I don't think George R. R. Martin is just like you know playing like the shitty Game of Thrones video games. Unfortunately, he is making a Dark Souls video game right now. I'm for that. (laughs) That game's gonna have a whole ass human dick in it. I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, I'm excited for that game. I'm excited for Elden Ring. Yeah. Um, well, I am saying do to do 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 as well, uh, because, yeah, I think I like that this guy's kind of lazy and doesn't like check stuff out. I think that's fun. Yeah, um, I, I think, think it's a good vibe for an author to have. I think it's also a good vibe for him to sort of be like, I wrote my books and now I'm done with this bullshit. Like I I would much prefer this to the weird like sad jk rowling like type author that like doesn't want the party to stop and like keeps releasing new tidbits about the books and and then they're like increasingly like like either problematic or insane (laughs) yeah and like yeah that makes it worse but i'm saying it's already sad and a tough look when she's just like remember me um but and then yeah and then also that the fact that it's bad uh new story number three Federal court declares being muted in a video game doesn't violate civil rights. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. What? I'm trying to think what that even means. So basically someone basically like brought to the federal courts that he was muted in a video game and it violated his like freedom of speech and like civil rights. Toxic. Okay. Look. Yeah. Here we go. Honestly, like when you and your homies are doing a raid, <laughs> and someone fucks up. Yeah, and someone fucks up, and like you know, just because some of us make mistakes, and like you straight up like can't contribute to the conversation. Sure, maybe everyone in in the raid died. Maybe you lost all your loot. Yeah. 
I don't. Uh, this could be several different video games. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. but that one dude's civil liberties are violated mm-hmm. if you're just straight up gonna blackball him. Wow. Yeah. Wow. A strong take spoken like truly someone who gets muted on raids. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, like it's this is another perfect example of the headline thing. Is if this was just like dude sues for getting muted, big time toxic. But for me, it's they were like shut the fuck up, idiot. And then it's because it's so. It's just what's wildest about this is that like for something to get to the federal court, like it has to go to a municipal court and then a state court and then just keep getting pushed up like the appeals ladder to a federal. Would this got to the Supreme Court? No, not the Supreme Court. Yeah, no. Ruth. Thank God Ruth was still alive for this one. Yeah. Or we might have all sorts of mutings. Yeah. And then like fucking like Kavanaugh's like, look, I, I um, you know, I, me and my buddies were boofing. And uh, one time I. uh I muted Nate, and so it happens. Uh, like Alito's like, this happens to me every week. I just feel like <laughs> I feel like Justice Alito plays video games and is bad at them. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Kavanaugh definitely uh, like screen snipes uh, when you're like four, four mm. playing four split screen Mario Kart. Oh well, for damn! Sure. Well, wow, truly, and I, that, and I, probably. And I, you know, when you I've think about that guy while and I've held on to it, when you don't think about that guy, that's probably the worst thing you can say about him and the things he does. <laughs> that's probably top of the list, right? Fake gamer. Uh, OK, next news story. Um, Ackley Interactive Labs has petitioned the FDA for permission to market a video game that would be prescribed for children with ADHD. Uh, it talks about the promise of digital medicine. Do, 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 do. OK, yeah. This, uh, if uh, unless I'm hearing that all wrong, uh, this is a good thing. This is a good thing, you know. Folks, it's a good thing. Yeah, and you know, it, it is the um, looking into you know alternative, uh, you know, re- me- not medication, but uh, rehabilitation, whatever. I'm all for that. Uh, I work with uh, some kids with learning differences mm-hmm. in my uh, day job. And, uh, you know, anything that they are going to respond to is uh, is positive and uh, it may not be in the uh, uh, conventional uh, ap- approach. So it is the conventional approach being giving meth medica- to children. Yes, meth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, giving mushrooms, uh, Molly, you know, for their depression. Uh, I'm totally are for they that. getting are they getting Molly for their depression? I, I think you have to be older over a certain age. But I think like people suffering from like PTSD are getting really okay. uh, I don't know if there's like clinical tests with like psilocybin and uh-huh. uh, Molly, but they did yeah. studies with uh, acid and mushrooms for cluster headaches sufferers because uh, my brother was in one of those studies. Nice. And he was just tripping all day. He was just yeah, like, just had honestly. had a fucking blast. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't even gone. get these shits. I just fucking, oh my God. <laughs> my headache's gone, but this giant rabbit needs to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, It's like actually a pretty like one for one, like sort of non, non-difference. Like no headache, but I'm scared of everything. <laughs> yeah. Made, they made they just made a bunch of little Donnie Darkos. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, there's a good there's a good book about this actually uh, by Jay McGonigal called Reality Is Broken, like why games make us better and how they can change the world. And mm-hmm. that book talks a lot about studies about games for education and like how they work and how they're effective. And so I think this is big time do 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 because she's not right about everything, but those studies are pretty compelling about like it helps kids. Like it's a it's a kind of thinking, a kind of puzzle solving that like can really be helpful for kids brain development and stuff. And as like a big time ADHD sufferer and want a person with a myriad of mental illnesses, I think that this 
is probably good. Mm-hmm. I think it's good too. Um, and uh, yeah, I just I f- I worry that then like there's gonna be like these like weird medicine games or like what constitutes a game that's like good for ADHD versus one that's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, I think the thing is that the thing the thing with that is that like there's. A, the second to answer questions reverse order. The second question is like that's going to be like a studying question and like a sciency thing, and like people have to figure that out through testing. The first thing it's like those games already exist, right? Like Depression Quest and other games that are like designed to like interact with mental illness stuff are like already pretty real and like they're already being made. So it's like, and just like if you don't have depression, you don't have to play it, or you can learn about it. Who cares? Um, but the ADHD there are several stuff. there's several video games that would definitely trigger my ADHD, like mm-hmm. like games where you feel like you have to like complete everything or like you can't stop or something like that you know oh yeah i mean there's certain video games that are just like ocd fucking nightmare fuel like even like verizon horizon zero dawn or just like i didn't collect the metal flower yeah Yeah, right or like honestly just this makes me think of like super mario sunshine where Mm -hmm. i'm like everything is filthy like <laughs> this place is a mess i must destroy every drop of filth yeah, yeah or i mean even the, my mother what i was complaining about last week with fucking jedi fallen order like it has all those fucking like there's nine chests mm-hmm. here you gotta find all nine chests and you're like mm-hmm. oh, i guess the game wants me to leave but i gotta find chest number nine no oh. yeah jedi fallen order gave me a like adhd and, a, and like a brain hemorrhage uh but well thanks for playing guys that was toxic for toxic or toxic i messed that one up uh but let's get into the meat of this episode uh a, a, a really let, let's let's leave our orbits and listen to a little bit of history about this game Ooh. in 2012 usc interactive media and games division student alex beecham began his year-long thesis for his advanced game project assignment Beecham's original idea was to recreate the Apollo 13 and 2001 A Space Odyssey spirit of space exploration in an uncontrollable environment, and to make an objectiveless open world game where exploration would satiate the player's questions without feeling aimless. The game began to grow bigger than any college homework assignment, and Beecham began working with an entire team of college students to develop it further. During a showcase at USC, they caught the attention of mobile games company Mobius Digital that was so wowed by the game that hired the team to finish it as a major release. The game released on PC and then other platforms in 2019 and garnered favorable reviews with sites like Giant Bomb and Polygon calling it 2019's Game of the Year. This week, it's Outer Wilds. So look, uh, I was I've been excited for Outer Worlds for a long time. Mm-hmm. Outer Worlds, and uh, yeah, and so it's like they're back at it again. You know, the company that produced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, the people who brought you Fallout, uh, yeah, uh, Vegas, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So really excited to talk about it. Uh, really yeah. stoked to be here. I played. I I, I killed everyone in this one. I, I did. I did. It's a really full wild that they made clear. Fallout New Vegas like. 10 years ago uh and they made this when they were in college so they must have been following they were like what like 10 like 10 11 <laughs> yeah, that's yeah the was, timeline's off yeah i was gonna fuck with you guys but no i definitely did play i want some person though to like hijack an entire episode and do a different game <laughs> i mean isn't that basically what max did <laughs> oh yeah i guess technically <laughs> yeah that was um, incredible 
Uh, That's yeah. really my favorite. Uh, but what, it, are, what are, but you, you know, it kind of is wild. Point, it's weird they came out the same exact yeah, time. The same. They're two games both about space, mm-hmm. but with wildly different takes on like how easy space is. Yeah. Like in Outer Worlds, the Fallout people, space is a fun taxi zone Mm -hmm. where you're just flitting around and like living in the universe has been figured out it's Mm -hmm. just the people that make it difficult Mm -hmm. in this other game it's like in in the outer wilds it's space is hell and death and you can die in a million different ways Mm -hmm. Uh, it's also beautiful but it's also beautiful and so i've been like I've been playing both games at the same time and it's been really we it's been interesting. Two spaces. Could there be more? A third space? Well, some sort uh, of inner space? A oh, game about oh, oh, oh. a bunch of people who get really small and go inside the human body? I'm That's for what that. I want. And I'm and I'm politically against that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, what uh well, I was just quickly you're excited that. for this game or how did you experience this game? So, uh I Funny enough, saw the Polygon game, game of the year. year. Yeah. Sure. And so I was like, uh, I had just gotten that PS4 and uh, there was a, uh, you know, a game that I just wanted to play a game mm-hmm. and did like just enough amount of research just to, you know, hopefully confirm that it was going to be something that I would enjoy. Yeah. And uh, went for it. And so, you know, really had no I, I knew that it was a because it was an indie that got no ads and no, 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 like publicity. So then, like, when the few reviewers that played it gave it game of the year, I think that's how it came on most people's radars. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely. And like, it definitely got this like pop up of being of people being like, wait, this game got like five stars from like whoever, blah, blah, blah. Like Austin Walker loves it. Like whatever. Everyone likes it. it's great. And then it was like who's ever heard of this dumb weird game and then it just like exploded outwards once the game of the year stuff happened and now it's like a huge ass deal mm-hmm. um i there's another game in that lineage though that i think uh, uh I, I don't know if it, this would exist without that but no man's sky yeah i thought a lot about that into it and you know I, we don't need to talk this about feels that. like like oh like what if no man's sky was a real video game yes yeah. exactly uh, mechanics slightly different but like they definitely do that and also outer outer worlds had some of those environments that looked like no man's sky too like i don't know there's just like a lot of games who are like see like what if no man's sky mm-hmm. didn't suck yeah yeah i mean no man's yeah, sky man was just like this big promise of incredible outer space. And then it just like biffed it totally. And so now all these other games are just like, can we just kind of pick up where they left off and sort of like unfuck it? And it's like, yeah, totally a hundred percent. You can, and it rules. Yeah. And, uh, and so yeah, outer wilds is like, uh, it's kind of unlike any other games. Like, so, uh, I, there was like a Facebook thing, or I think you asked like if anyone had been playing outer wilds and I jokingly was like, yeah, I liked it, but I, it needed more guns. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things like oh, it, you didn't find any of the guns. Wait, wait, where are the guns? <laughs> Dude, this guy did a no gun playthrough. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> fucking, whoa. Michael Gabriel does the pacifist run on Outer Wilds. Uh, the yeah, reason Griffin can't be in this is because he's trying to do the genocide run. Oh, okay, um, okay. He keeps killing mm-hmm. necessary NPCs is the problem. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't talk to the sun. I just blow it up. Right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you, you started, uh, you checked it out that way. You mentioned that you were 
played it, but you wanted to shoot the fish. I would definitely want to shoot the fish. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's kind of like, man, it, unpacking a game like this is interesting because it is almost, uh, it, you know, it's it's like philosophical. I mean, it's not like a conventional video game. I, mm-hmm. I think that there are some games that are more so like that that is closer to the experience of like reading a book or uh, you know, watching a really good movie or something like that. And, you know, because it's like there are, there are not like the collectibles. There are no sort of real bragging points like, oh, yeah, but did you see the alternate ending or some shit like right. that? You know, stuff like that. And um, no, yeah, you have to you have to kind of be retaught how to experience this thing. The first half hour is almost a, like a huge waste of time because because mm-hmm. you just are like, what am I even doing? Like, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. You just you take off in your ship after walking around the village and you're just released mm-hmm. into this world and you just fuck up and you're like, what am I even doing? And then like half an hour to an hour in, you're like, oh, like the few places I've crashed, I've added new clues to my cork board. Mm-hmm. And now when I look at my cork board, I can plot out, oh, I should go back to this planet and try to fi- d- dig in a little bit deeper here. And then like the the course and the rhythm of the game slowly sh- like reveals itself. But you have to like go through this first hour where you're like, what is this thing? Yeah. And it's really like, you know, trusting, you know, the game developers, you know, have to live and die on you being interested Mm -hmm. and uncovering stuff about it, you know, and that is, uh, that is so cool to me as opposed to other games are just like, yeah, but you see the giant dinosaurs that you get a hack. And I know we're just, I'm going to use horizon zero Dawn Mm -hmm. as my reference point for this. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Dinosaurs are the best, but it is really, really really cool. Mm -hmm. But you know, there is that thing where it's just like, I don't really give a shit after, you know, certainly like 20 hours or something of playing a video game. Right. And this is something that uh, does gain a lot of momentum towards the end of the game. Interesting. Yeah, because I haven't beaten it and like it's still so mysterious to me and, and it's really difficult. Um, uh, so like I, I feel like uh, I need to really sit down with it. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I've got an hour before I want to go to sleep. Like, do I really want to like think hard about what to do and like play this game. So like, that's why I haven't like crushed through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the sort of one that you want to sit down with for a long time. Um, maybe this is a good time to introduce, like just how the gameplay loop works. Like basically yeah. what the game is, is you're like an astronaut exploring the solar system whose son is about to go supernova um, in 22 minutes. And you play in these 22 minute loops because of, I mean, I guess spoilers, but like it's connected to this magical statue that's like powered that, never quite worked because it didn't have the power. But now that the supernova happens, it gives the statue enough power that it loops you through. So you're playing these 22 minute loops and you're slowly but surely trying to figure out what can be done about the supernova problem mm-hmm. by exploring these planets and meeting these people and solving these puzzles and, and discovering these clues and going around the going on the solar system. And yeah, it's, it's a tough one because there are times where you'll do like a 22 minute run and like make zero progress. Right. And there are times where you'll do a 22 minute run and discover like four separate incredible things. Right. And there are times where you'll, st- you'll start a run and forget to put on your spacesuit and get out of your spaceship and then just fucking die. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and it's really annoying because you sometimes you fuck up and oh, then you go, oh, that's the whole run. Like the whole run's over now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so like sometimes it's like really frustrating in that way, especially when you you I've gotten shot places where it's hard to die. 
So then I'm just like, fuck, now I need to find a way to kill myself quickly. Mm-hmm. But I'm just floating in space mm-hmm. with oh, nothing yeah. to kill me. And so I just have to like run out the gas and oxygen. And there's no, if I can, there's no suicide. Well, once uh, eventually you unlock. You unlock a suicide. You unlock meditate. Okay. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm like so many times I'm just floating in space. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. If, if you talk These to, uh, I, think it's, I think it's Feldspar you talk to. Uh-huh. <laughs> or maybe it's Gabro, one of those guys who teaches you how to meditate. And what you, is that? If you meditate, you, you can, can end die. your run. You can like end your run early. Are you fucking serious? Uh, yeah, let me find. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I don't remember who it was. I think it's <laughs> Feldspar. Like, yeah. God damn it. Um, oh, but yeah, no. someone teaches you how to meditate. Um, now I'm trying to remember because I finished this game like last week and I've been doing shit. But like, yeah, there's a guy who teaches you how to meditate, which is very helpful. Um, Son of a bitch. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, I kind of like it. No. Well, first, no guns, then no, no meditate. This yeah. guy is doing a crazy run over Jesus here. Christ. You should have streamed it. Uh, yeah. So the game, but the game is ambiguous and obtuse like that. Like you can miss stuff. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like as just as Michael has just proven. Like that's not a very obvious feature that they just like do explain from like minute one. Oh. That's like something you'd have to like unlock and find. Yeah, you um, you, you get it yeah. by talking to it's Gabro. You get it by talking to Gabro, and if you like ask them like how they cope with how fucking wild it is out here. Then they after like their th- after, like your wilds, third man yeah you're like these outer wilds they're too crazy and after like your third mm-hmm. or fourth run if you ask him about that he'll be like I deal with it because meditating and then it like adds sure. a meditate mechanic to your pause menu okay um, interesting because right now I'm maybe so I did pissed. get that I just never fucking yeah like, clicked it yeah you're like man fuck meditation <laughs> fuck yoga I'm good uh you know uh so like I like was frustrated with this game at the beginning, but then I, I unlocked some cool secrets. Uh, and just like that, the way, like it's a very minimalist game. Like mm-hmm. there's not many buttons you can even press. No. Um, and so most of it's just about figuring out how to fly and jetpack the right ways. Cause it's really hard and you can kill yourself really easily doing it. Yeah. You know, it, uh, I would say in terms of the actual gameplay mechanics, you know, they're simple, but they're Good. And I, I mean, I think that they uh, they do make that experience of like going and flying through space and like landing on planets really satisfying and cool. And uh, the best part about them is that each planet is so different that, you know, it is, uh, uh, you know, it, it gives you that experience of like exploring shit and like finding stuff like the first time you land on a planet is so interesting. Yeah. And, you know, the specifics of each one. But I don't know. It makes it makes the it focuses on the exploration and the story and the uncovering of secrets because the gameplay is kind of sparse. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not the selling point, you know. So I do like what they do with that sparse gameplay. They create some really fun mechanical interactions. Like we were just talking about the fish. The angler fish is like one of my favorite bits mm -hmm. because like you get into it. And if you like read the hints earlier, you know that it's blind. And so you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, I got to just like try and be quiet sneaking by it. And it's all about like boosting and stopping your boost and like drifting through it. And it's using these really simple mechanics to get through this area in a really complicated, interesting puzzle. And there's like a bunch of spots like that throughout the game. So I think it does. You're right. Like the driver of this game is certainly not the mechanics. Like the sticks feel great, but that doesn't really matter much. What matters is the secrets and the, and the world. But it does when it wants to flex a pretty good grasp of how to make those bare bones mechanics pretty fun and interesting to fuck around with, which is like, mm-hmm. that's that shit I love. Yeah. Um, 
But for one moment, mm -hmm. fuck those fish. <laughs> like, yeah. truly, I died so many times just, like, to those fucking fish. I was like, and even, like, uh, and this is a thing I, I want to mention, too. I did have to look up a lot of shit on this. Okay. Like I, I have haven't yet, Google but I do feel like I'm nervously about to get there. Yeah. And so, eventually, I was like, they're fucking blind? Like, what? Yeah. What the fuck? And yeah. so, like, I died so many times just trying to, like, outrun them. <laughs> like, right, because, well, uh, like, I, on some on some other planet, you talk to someone, I think. Or no, you, I think yeah. you find, like, a book or a piece of paper or something that, like, mentions that there are blind angler fish on this other planet. And, like, if you go back mm -hmm. and you know, like, that's the thing about this game. Like, like I, you, I mean, this will tie back to last week's episode, right? We're talking about Jedi Order, Fallen Order. And my problem was that, like, I love exploration games. And it pretended to be mm -hmm. an exploration game, and it wasn't really. And this uh -huh. really, really is. And so what made this game really fun for me is I'd go somewhere, I'd die, and I'd have this confidence in my head that if I explore enough, the secret answer of this impossible territory will eventually become clear Yeah. Um, if I do enough stuff. And like, that's, that's a real, at least for me, like, that's what makes me super into games like this. Um, uh -huh. And so that, that, and I'm not that good at the pressing buttons part of video games. So when you sort of combine that, it's like less about finagling the buttons and more about sort of uh -huh. discovering secrets, then you're doing something that to me really works in a cool way. And also just like how beautiful, like it's it rewards you for exploring because everything looks fucking cool. Yeah. It's cool really, to go to yeah. new places and all the places are like, there's the fucking hourglass planets with the sand pillar. Yeah. And there's like the hollow planet that gets hit by fucking like meteors all the time. Yeah. There's a planet right. that shoots all the meteors, the other planet. It's like, Oh, it's fucking amazing. And then there's a dark a black hole in the middle of it that then you get transported to the white hole. Yeah. Like it, some of the, some of those things like, uh, the story of it itself, you know, I, because you are putting it together in such a piecemeal fashion, you know, it, it is interesting that like, you know, it does all come together. And like, I guess my question was like, when you have everything else in front of you, is the sort of like the mythology of it totally bulletproof or like, like if you were to read this, like, the story of the Nomai and like, you know, the people that you're trying to put together as like a book, would you still be interested or is it more interesting because you're putting it together in this fashion? Do you know what I mean? It feels like very basic to me so far. Mm -hmm. um, but because the way the story is presented, I think it has to be basic. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it works for like the way they're the relaying it to us. Yeah. yeah I think um, but, it is really yeah. a formal exercise. Like, I think you're right. Like, I think if you just wrote the short story version of this game, everyone would just be like, kind of like, uh, and then you get to the end and like with the ending of, we can get to talk about the end later. But, like you get to the end and then like that ending is just sort of like, Oh, that's kind of saccharine, but also sad in like mm -hmm. a really like classic short story way. And it would just sort of be like, man, another sci-fi short story, Jack off gesture. But yeah, because should you a, guys spoil it for me or should I leave the room? I don't think. Yeah. Does it matter? I don't think. I don't think uh, there really is that much we can yeah, just do it. Then. Yeah, and yeah. what the and what the ending is sort of is just elaboration on stuff that's already throughout the whole game anyway. In a lot of right. ways, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. because like it, that's why it works so great as a game is that every moment plays to these themes of like isolation or like togetherness and like the bonds that bond, like the connections between people and how they get stretched out over time and like between people. Um, and so the ending basically is. Uh, you do some sciencey stuff. I can't remember. Like you get the probe to like the station or whatever, and you take out the time rift guy. Um, so uh, I forget on the science part. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yes. So basically, there's the the two twin yeah. uh, ones on that. You know, the Ash Twin Project, mm-hmm. right? Of course. So the Ash Twin Project is the one that basically records your memories and that mm-hmm. uh, justifies how you can go and replay through these lifespans and like you still remember stuff after it. Like essentially, like and the Nomai, uh, they basically built the Ash Twin as like a fail safe in, in case like the mm. sun was going to explode. Explode. Tale as old as time. Yeah, exactly. We all get it. And uh, and so, but they're what they're trying to do, uh, eventually their goal is to go to the eye of the universe. Sure. And so to get to the eye of the universe, uh, there is a, um, they have like, they're looking for it. There's like mm-hmm. basically... You know, on some of these planets, there are observatories looking for the eye of the sure. universe, and they eventually find something that was like pinpointing it. There's like it kind of like on another one of these places, mm-hmm. there's like a um, a uh, project that they're like looking for the source of it, and they finally find it. And uh, before they can get there, the uh, civilization gets wiped out. Uh, but what you have to do is you use the warp core from the Ash Twin project that's powering all your thought, okay. all the memories. Right. And then you take that to yes. uh, the distance. You got yes. this. And then you take that to their uh-huh. uh, their huge ass fucking ship that was destroyed by uh, Dark Bramble, mm. which is like the furthest planet out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is you replace the shitty warp core that no longer works on that on that ship with the one that is still working from mm-hmm. uh, from Ash Twin. Yes. And then that powers you to go to the eye of the universe booyah and then once you're there you sort of like meet like the sort of quantum ghosts of all of your buds and oh, together yeah. you like play a cool song and like have sort of like last conversations that are like thematically pertinent and then like the supernova happens but it like recreates a new then like it flashes forward like several billion years and there's like a new planet and if you're like I guess there are two kind of versions of that ending. One is like if you found everyone, including Solanum, the missing Nomai person, uh, you see like little aliens on the planet, like having a fire and chilling out and like making marshmallows. Um, yeah, it's the Ewoks cheering moment. Mm-hmm. At the yeah, end. well, it's like it's right. just where like life goes on. Like you've enabled <laughs> you, you can't save your you can't save your version of reality, but like a new a new universe births in its place or whatever. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah, which is See, a really. I didn't. I didn't get that. <laughs> I didn't get that ending. Oh, did you not find the Nomai person? I did find him. Yeah. On oh, the I wonder if you did. Yeah. You to, like find. I used to find everyone or something. I don't yeah. know the exact, exact thing. Yeah. But there's like an ending where you see little insect guys make roasting marshmallows or whatever. It's very cute. maybe it's because you, you well, didn't meditate. Maybe, maybe I did see that. I forget. Whatever. Because the other ending with the if you do the ending right, the other ending you can get is like just it's a planet, but there's like nothing on it or whatever. Like, okay. It's like unclear if there's anything on it. You just see like a far. Oh, well, I I was uh, I did eat a bunch of marshmallows with my boys. Sure. And so I think maybe that was the good ending. I don't know. That, that sounds sure? like the boys ending. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what <laughs> but, matters. The boys ending is the one that matters. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, the, the ending ending of itself is sort of like not necessarily a cop out, in my opinion. It's just sort of like I, I don't think there's anything that they could have done that would have been so finite. Like it would have been fucking weird if you like went to the eye of the universe and then like you saw where all the 
living no my word and there's like a, a there and then there were ewoks dancing yes you know if yeah. you had that one yeah that was so uh tangible it would not have necessarily been in it, spirit or in line i with think it should have ended like a like a spyro game where there's just like these shitty mini games and like yes. a and like a weird end zone <laughs> and it's like why did they make this <laughs> yeah i think the ending i think you're right the ending is like it's very simple but it's like the only natural ending to that kind of the kind of game mm-hmm. it is and the story they're telling um which is cool and it's fun i'm glad they didn't try to overstep but it doesn't like it doesn't feel like a big spoiler or anything because it's just sort of like this is a whole game about like exploring and time and like connection and the end is just like them being like all these things that we've talked about this whole game guess what they do in fact matter um Mm -hmm. because the whole game has been telling you that they matter and that's the end and i think it rules i i really like that Mm -hmm. ending yeah Um, well um spoiler alert we'll give our final thoughts after this commercial break Hey there, Internet. Welcome back to the Game Boys Podcast. My name's Select. I'm Sarah Hutcher, Coast Slugger from Davis. Your guest is still Michael Gabriel. Now we are at that part of the show where we rate that game, boys, girls, and friends beyond the binary. This is the part where we go in a circle starting with you, Michael, because you are our guest, and give our final thoughts and then a rating on a scale from one to five joysticks. So tell us what you thought about this game and what you think about it, score-wise. Sure. <laughs> I can do all that. Uh, look, out of, you know, where I came at it you know it was like a somewhat polygon gave it you know their game of the year Mm -hmm. and so you go into something like that with you know expectations but that said my expectations were like you know that like baby nerds like it yeah kind yeah yeah but (laughs) the twiest video game review is that what is that what polygon is i don't don't know know. i feel like they're i like i like their i like their people on their staff there but i feel like when if you compare all the major websites i feel like uh, they definitely like, I don't know. Polygon's like the most, the most wet wedgies. Yeah. Yeah. They're like know. definitely the most like indie sympathetic, like gaming yeah. publication, I think. Or like, if not the most indie well, sympathetic, also, at least like the most indie oriented. They well, also don't trust any other gaming publications. Like what else is like that? I mean, uh, I like Kotaku. Yeah. I Kotaku. Mean, like, but because the rest of them feel like they're just like Ads. in the fucking pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Just like IGN yeah, exactly. is just like, yeah, I don't IGN. care about Marvel TV shows. Like yeah. I came here for video games once. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, literally like Polygon and Please sponsor us. Kotaku sometimes, are basically the sometimes only whatever rock, check. paper, shotgun is good. Sometimes they're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same with Waypoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so with having that, you know, um, you know, uh, context, uh, I still came into it not knowing what to expect, uh, but knowing it was supposed to be good and it lived up to all that, you know, it's, um, it's really interesting. I, I can't think of any other game that is totally similar. Um, probably the closest is like no man's sky, but just like, like, uh, just so much better than that. Uh, the story of it was really interesting. And, you know, that said, like, I I think, you know, in the best version of this, I think maybe there's some more intricacies in the actual gameplay and there's fucking guns. <laughs> I, I, I would yeah. have loved guns. I really yeah. want fucking guns. <laughs> yeah. Or at least just a little bit of guns, like a little gun. I think you know? every game, even if it's not a shooter, once you've beaten it, there should be a gun mode <laughs> yeah. where then all of a sudden you have guns. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, there's nothing to shoot, but I still want a gun. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, um, do with them what you will. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see what uh, you know this guy Alex Beecham does next. And I like yeah. this, uh, uh, you know the the game uh, Mobius, the, uh, the game production company. I'm interested in what else they do. And uh, yeah, I ultimately uh, am a big fan. So let's give it five out of five choice. Oh, wow. Oh, we love that. And by the way, there's uh, the founder of Mobius Games. Hey, is your dad. Uh, is oh. my father. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, the, uh, <laughs> so, and I'll say that after my score. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, the founder of it was uh, this dude who is on that TV show Heroes. Oh, which guy? Uh, he's the Japanese guy. Whoa. Whoa, cool. Wait. Oh, my God. This, this game's ethos is very save the cheerleader, save the world. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, there's some shared energy there. It's very oh. shared energy. Incredible. He was the time guy, right? I don't. I never saw it. I just like I just saw that on a news story. And I was like, I don't never recognize that guy. Yeah. And then that made me sad because like, you know, I'm, you know, and also an actor. And so it was like. He's a famous actor, and he's made a big video game. Fuck. Yeah, yeah don't worry. <laughs> Whatever. It's a All tough the ships have no sailed. Comparison. Yeah. Um, um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it. Well, okay. I'll I'll start with why I why I'll give the score. Um, this is like just a platonically I like this is like a platonic idea of a game for me in a lot of ways. Like it's like all you explore. Wanna, you don't want to hook up with it. Mm-hmm. No, It'll like it's like it's a perfect it. idea, and it makes a great friend. Oh, um, okay. It's like it's so but it's much platonic. You don't want to get serious. Um, I guess I guess not. I don't want to fuck it is the thing. I okay. want to get serious. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fuck mm-hmm. it. Not looking um, good for Outer Wilds. Um, no, looking great for Outer Wilds. It's just oh, too okay. it's just too pure is the thing. It's like mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It's really well written. The characters <laughs> are really interesting. The worlds are really cool. Um, and it's an exploration game that like the only comparably good exploration game in recent times, I think is horizon zero dawn, actually a similar game. It's like, you can go to all these places. It's worth it to go to all these places. There's no unsatisfying trips. There's very little, especially once you unlock meditate, like wasted time, trying new things out and exploring. And if like a thing doesn't work, you just like meditate, go back, whatever. Um, and it's super fun. Like my only first, like truly my only frustration with this game at all is just that sometimes I forget to put on my spacesuit and die, mm-hmm. which is annoying. <laughs> um, but like, that's, that's really funny. I, I have not died that way. Yet. Oh, I died that way a lot of times. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's all go. What's the number one way we've all died? Uh, I, I've most times I've died is by setting autopilot and having autopilot drive me into a planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the way that I die the most is uh, by flying directly into the sun yeah. because I didn't know meditate. <laughs> and so, um, like, yeah, I would intentionally kill myself so many times because I didn't know you could restart it. <laughs> Fuck. That's good. Um, and then, yeah, uh, mine is Defo, spacesuit forgetting. Yeah. Um, did it all the time. Um, nice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, it was like really incredible to me. And it's like it. It's a real it reminds me a lot of um that game Return of the Oberdin that we've talked about on here before, mm. which is like a cool, spooky mystery game. It's another game about mm-hmm. putting together hints and like figuring things out in your head and applying it to the game. And like, I love that shit. I love when the game is like you get better at the game, but also you, the person has to like get better at a certain set of skills, and like deductive reasoning things to do it. Um, And so I gave this game a five out of five. I fucking loved it, man. I had so much fucking fun playing this. Uh, and, nice. it was, and it's like, and it's, I mean, you listen to me talk about this whole podcast. It's so much fun to talk about how cool this game is and like how exciting mm-hmm. it all is. 
Nice. Uh, one other the uh, similarity between Horizon Zero Dawn and this, uh, in my opinion, is that Horizon Zero Dawn towards the end, the only thing that's really driving you to complete the game is to put together the rest of the story of it. Yeah. In my opinion, because there's really no like the lead character in Horizon Zero Dawn has no like interpersonal relationships are like, Oh, like we need to see the mm-hmm. you know result of that. And, you know, it is a, uh, you know, to me, that's why I want to play a video game because it's just like, it's just like a much more immersive story that you can only do in video games. It's not a movie. It's right. whatever, you know? So, yeah. uh, so yeah, that to me, I like that part. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, yeah, uh, the, the gameplay was challenging for me at the beginning, but I ended up like understanding like the rhythms of it and, and found like the way of like shifting and accelerating through space is like probably the most satisfying I've ever done in a video game. Just like how you have to like catch the right curve to like catch up to a planet and stuff like that. Like I just really never see it, seen it like, you know, just illustrated so beautifully and actually so much fun once you get a hang of it um the uh i agree with all the points you guys have made i mean it's a stunning freaking game um one thing that frustrated me was uh i i loved all the platforming but sometimes they would there'd be like platforming that you could only get to like after spending like 10 or 15 minutes of a run and one mistake on that platforming thing and you die, you have to start all over. I would say there's almost like, and then you like another 10 or 15 minutes just to get back to that point again. Like, I don't think I can see any platforming game ever forcing that much of a time gap between getting to try that platforming challenge again. Mm -hmm. And like that to me, like just, just didn't work design wise for me um, at the end of the time. Cause it's like, Oh, like I'm going to have to like run. So like way, like way more backtracking than like you'd see in like, I don't know when you die in dark souls or something like, yeah. I mean, that's fair. I liked that about it. Cause I liked that it put a lot of pressure on those moments and made them feel uh, really special. So much pressure. It made yeah. them feel really special. There's not like a ton of them, but also it is annoying. <laughs> There's just, and that was just like a little few points, but I mean, I we barely talked about the puzzles, but I mean, I love the puzzles mm-hmm. in this game, the camera puzzles where you have to shoot the camera and then, oh my god, and yeah. then lock lock in the, the reality, yeah. the quantum reality by like holding the photograph and mm-hmm. keeping it consistent mm-hmm. in your reality. I love that stuff. Like all those puzzles are inventive, um, and then I just like I'm like okay, like this story was right for this game and this mechanic, but like, what if? we were uncovering a mystery that was more interesting and character driven. And it's like, sometimes I'm like scanning these walls and it's like characters names who I don't really remember. Yeah. And it's just kind of like a little bit of gibberish. And then I look at my cork board to see the basic clue about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what if this game about like living, dying, repeating was like, you're uncovering like a much more interesting character based narrative. Like, I think that would be for me a perfect game um, and a game that would be like really interesting. So I'm going to give this one, Four to five joysticks. Oh, Griffin keeps it out of the Hall of Fame and off I'm of school sorry. spreadsheet. I'm, I'm, I might beat it in an update, but that's how I'm feeling right now. That's a really good, totally. great score. So, yeah, an incredible game. Thank you for bringing it to us. Thank you for returning back to the Game Boy Studio. Uh, do you have anything coming up to plug? Uh, I've always got my podcast. Uh, it's called Malt Couture. You can find it in the iTunes or you know, 
wherever else you do podcasts. Uh, it's about beer. And uh, yeah, I think that there's some similarities between beer and video games. You just get shit face and then, uh, you know, play video games. That's they were both invented sometimes. in ancient times right. and have been enjoyed for centuries. Exactly. Yeah, both uh, a response to a low water quality. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a new five star review on iTunes. I haven't checked these in a while. Let's but do we it. got one, Griffin, from Stevie Spielberg. No way. The review says <laughs> lights, camera, podcast. I don't like video <laughs> games because the port of one of my classic films, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, is known for being a stinker. That said, I listen to Game Boys Pod every day and I'm coming around on these new games. Whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> way too many things to unpack. First of all, he thinks E.T. He's a Steven Spielberg impersonator who thinks E.T. is bad. The E.T. game. <laughs> Oh, the ET which game. Which is famously uh, bad. Oh, okay. The ET uh, game famously bad. I, I think that's really funny to do an impression. I was like, yeah, everyone knows Jaws sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I love this podcast. Really I hate insane. Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> everyone knew that was when it went downhill. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, but we got the new review. So maybe, A, if you guys listening want to leave a review and get right on the podcast, you can do that. And B, Stevie Spielberg likes her shit. Maybe we'll yeah. be in the next Super Bowl. Wow, maybe, maybe maybe we'll be playing in the next Super Bowl. Maybe we'll be Ready Player Two. Oh, yeah, maybe it'll be NFL versus Game Boys in the Super Bowl. I don't. I'm not a big guy who knows these. We'll things. just turn. We'll, we'll, it'll be, by next year, it'll be a Blood Bowl thing. Oh, Gaming hell yeah! Hopefully, hopefully, Gaming yeah. Culture has then risen. Then the Wiener's Circle, my dick themed elf team can finally win <laughs> yeah are you regretting asking to be a part of this league yet not everyone no, still, has to name their team after dick jokes i just chose to do it because i'm a hero <laughs> sure. well no, i'm interested yeah hit me up well hasta we'll la vista game boys nation sure game boys nation we'll talk to you guys soon griffin you got nothing you want to plug right now no nah, no nah, i'm good um all right only thing i'm gonna plug is uh Haley. check her out uh at eat every sound on instagram her shit fucking rules it's cool asmr food video stuff that you will like if you like asmr or food or both um presumably at least one of those things appeals to you if you hate videos though stay away yeah <laughs> but that's going to do it for us today everyone thank you so much for listening my name is lux i'm your host your co-host griffin davis your guest michael gabriel your editor producer is Haley clemen your international music by matthew morning your artist by Brittany metz goodbye internet we love you very much our wilds.